Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode, I want to talk about Tesla batteries, the lithium-ion batteries. Uh, so I have a good friend of mine, um, his name is Lou Little. Uh, he watches my YouTube channel and I believe he listens to the podcast. Um, but um, we've been in contact through the years and stuff and he's actually got a really nice big system. Um, but he's been kind of running the um, old school batteries for a while now. And um, he's seen some of my videos on the Tesla batteries that I've had and still use. And um, he recently reached out to me and asked a couple of questions, uh, which is awesome. And um, I just wanted to go over that for, you know, really quick here. Um, so he was asking me about, you know, um, because here's the thing. The Tesla batteries that we're talking about are the Tesla batteries that come out of the electric vehicles. Okay. So you can buy a Tesla Powerwall that is pre-made, pre-manufactured, but you're paying a premium for that because it's in a very nice decorative package. Let's put it that way. Okay, but you're paying a premium for it as well. Now what you could do is you could purchase the Tesla batteries out of a car, right? So that's what I have in my power room is the Tesla batteries out of a Model 3S the 2019 model um he re he reached out to me and he was thinking about taking the plunge of you know doing something very similar now um after i spoke to him um a little bit um i always try to advise people you know re regardless if you watch my youtube channel or others you know do your own research right obviously all i can speak of is my experiences with them i'm not going to act like i know everything there is to know about everything because no one does, right? We all live and learn together. And so, uh, you know, my advice to him was to do his own research. Don't let my, my videos or other people's videos or anything influence, you know, your decision making. You know, um, if you're going to do something, definitely do your own research. That way you can make your own decision on what you decide to do. Because I'll give you an example. These Tesla batteries are not cheap by any means. You're, 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 they're, they're expensive. Okay, they're way more expensive than any any lead acid battery you will buy. They are expensive. Okay, um, there's pros and cons to to that as well, but um, more pros than cons. <laughs> but um, uh, he reached out to me, and um, you know, I tried to give him a little bit of information, and um, of course, I you know told him to make sure that he does his own research, and he did. Um, he he's actually a very smart individual, and so um. He followed up with a comment on one of my videos and said that he took the plunge and he just purchased, I believe, 16 Tesla batteries. Wow. <laughs> 16 Tesla batteries, just like the ones I have on my wall in my power room. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely check out my YouTube channel. They're there. Um, but he's bought 16 of them. <laughs> So he's going big, um, but that's because he, he has big power needs. Do I need 16 Tesla batteries? No, 
Do you need 16 Tesla batteries? Maybe. You know, I don't know what your power needs are. But for me, my power needs, I don't need that many. And obviously, I do live in Hawaii. So we have tropical weather year round. So the sun is up. We don't have snow. We don't have any of that, right? Um, so we don't have to contend with um, a lot of months where you may or may not get a lot of sun in. Every day, it's pretty much sunny here. And that's kind of a blessing for where we live. Now, if you live in areas where, you know, obviously you get snow or you get some really bad weather for months on end or whatever it is, um, you know, you have to adjust and build your system accordingly to compensate for that as well. Now, uh, the other aspect of it is your power needs. What are you running? You know, considering that I live in Hawaii, um, we don't, or, or at least where I live, um, we don't need air conditioning. We don't we don't even need to run fans. We don't need to run heaters. You know, we're pretty lucky in that sense. I'll give you an example. Um, tonight, I actually have my windows open, right? It's just a really nice night. Nice cool breeze coming through the windows. And so that's kind of how it is here, you know? Um, and then when it gets windy, I can easily open or close the windows. And, you know, we have that breeze coming through. Now... You may not have what I have, and so you may have to run uh, appliances to achieve these things, right? If you live in a very hot area, maybe you're running AC units. If you live in a very cold area, maybe you're running heating units, right? So, of course, that's going to add to the amount of power that you're going to need to, you know, um, run these things. So, this is why I can get away with a um, smaller battery bank, essentially, because I don't have to run all of these things, which I'm I'm very blessed, very blessed to have that, um, you know. Um, but you know, he's purchased 16 batteries, and that is a no joke game. Um, that's a lot of money. Um, I I know how much money I spent on my batteries. Um, I spent a lot more than he had to, just because I had to ship them over and had to pay hazmat fees and stuff um, per battery. But him purchasing 16 batteries. He's definitely spent um, a lot more money than I have on the batteries. Um, but I want to congratulate him on his um, purchase. And um, for any of you that are thinking about, you know, um, getting into something very similar to what I'm, what I'm talking about here. Um, like I said, do your own research. Figure out if it's going to be beneficial for you, first of all, right? Uh, and then also look at all the ins and outs of things. So... With the lithium-ion batteries, you will need a balancing system or a BMS in order to manage these batteries, right? These batteries are awesome. They hold a... The, the energy density in these batteries are massive. They hold a ton of power in them. It is amazing how much power they actually hold in them. But with that, you know, you have to be safe. And with lithium-ion batteries like these, at least, the 18650-style batteries, you know, from the Tesla vehicles, or even if you're building your own power wall, um, you want to be safe about it because you're, you're dealing with a chemistry that can be very dangerous. And you have to, you know, plan these things ahead of time if you're going to do something on this scale, right? So, you know, do your own research on what you're going to do to protect your batteries to protect your investment, to protect you, right? So have safety features in place, you know? 
Um, think ahead. Think about all the scenarios that could maybe happen and what you will need. And start planning those out. Start doing your research on those things. So that way, if you decide to go the route like I have or Lou has, um, you know what you know what you're facing. You know you know what your your plan is in order to safely implement these type of batteries to power your home or your RV or your cabin, whatever it may be. You know, so you have to be cautious of what you're doing. You know, um, if this was lead acid batteries. <laughs> It, you, you almost have no concerns, right, as far as that's concerned, um, you know, because the lead-acid batteries can can deal with overcharging, you know, it's not good for them, but it's not like they're just going to catch fire and blow up, well, with the lithium-ion batteries from Tesla and stuff, and the 18650 batteries, um, they can easily catch fire and blow up if they're overcharged, right, so be cautious of what you're doing, you know, um, especially with the money that you, you're spending on these type of batteries, the last thing you want to do is hook something up and you hook it up wrong or you're not paying attention to how you have things set up in order to charge them or whatever you have going on. And then you have a big problem, right? There's a lot of energy in these batteries and I need to stress that point a lot. Like there's a ton of energy in these batteries. You know, just as much as you can put in, you can take out, you know. And if you don't do it the correct way, you can have a very big problem on your hands, you know. My big tip um, that I could give Lou and all of you that are listening is to... So, like these lithium-ion batteries, here's a good example. Um, let's just say, for example, the maximum charge that you could put onto them... This is only an example, right? Just don't use my numbers as facts. This is just an example. Let's just say the maximum charge was like 25 volts, right? That's the max you could go. And then after that, you're overcharging them. And now you are about to have a huge problem on your hands because they could either catch fire, explode, or whatever it may be. Well, you want to come down from that. So, you know, if the max is 25, you know, maybe only charge up to 24 volts, Instead of 25 volts. That way you have a 1 volt buffer from the top. Right? So that already is giving you one little safety feature. So if you set your charge controllers to not charge to the very top of the battery. Instead of instead back down a little bit so you have a buffer from the top in. Then you're already putting one little safety feature in line. To prevent them from overcharging. Because if your charge controller is set to only go to 24 volts. Then obviously once it hits 24 volts. Your charge controller will not put any more power back into that battery. Or at least it won't let it go. It won't charge over 24 volts. So effectively. You know you're not hitting the 25 volts. And you don't have to worry about overcharging. So like for my batteries. Um, I do have it set at. I think. I think 1.5 volts below the um the top in charge so whatever the top in charge i have it set for i believe 1.5 volts lower because then i have a buffer that i can that i know for a fact that i'm not getting to the top right uh and then also i do have active balancers right to help balance the series of cells within the packs and what it does is it takes the if any of the series cells are higher than the other it'll take the energy from the higher cells 
and pushed them down to the lower cells within the pack, the series cells within the pack, right? So instead of burning it off as heat and stuff like that, you're actually able to use that power. So essentially it takes the top in and it pushes it to the lower end batteries. The lower end batteries start to come up to where they need to be. And essentially they all stay balanced all the time. Now I have multiple of these active balancers on every single battery. I bought a unit for every single battery, plus I bought a couple for backups just in case one or two are faulty or they stop working at some point. I do have some backups. So, for, so you know, the first line of defense I have is, first of all, I'm not allowing it to charge to, to the top end. The second line of defense I have is that the active balancers are making sure that one set, one series cell is not running away higher than the rest of them, Right? They are all staying within balance, right? We don't want them to run away from each other. You know, we don't want them one to be higher than the other. We want them to be on a level playing field all the way across. And that's what that does. And it does a, does a very good job doing it. Um, I go out there from time to time and I check them and everything is where they're supposed to be. So that's two little safety features that I have, you know, that's set up you know, to help prevent any problems. Now, obviously, there is other things that we could talk about. Um, but, you know, do your own research. Figure out what you need to put in line to have a safety feature set up, right? Now, there's other safety features out there where you could essentially have a electronic br breaker that's, you know, in between your batteries you know, you have your batteries and you have your battery wires going to your, um, like say, here's a quick example, going to your inverter or to your distribution box, right? You could have an inline breaker on that wires from the battery to wherever, you know, that, that other wires are going to your, you know, distribution box, your inverter, your charge controller, so forth, that could be set off with a signal. Right, so if if it was to read a certain signal, it'll automatically trip that breaker to prevent any power from going in or coming out. Right, they're available out there. There's many different types out there. Um, so do your research. There's many little things that you could put in line to mitigate any problems you might have. Because the last thing I I want for myself and for any of you is to have a major problem with your batteries. You know, don't take it lightly. These lithium-ion batteries are, are a no-joke game. You know, you're spending a lot of money on these batteries. So be cautious because something could go wrong. And if it does, um, you can't just put that fire out with water. A fire extinguisher will not work, right? They will essentially have to just let themselves burn out. That, that is how these batteries work, right? If they catch fire, essentially what they're doing is creating their own oxygen as they're burning, right? So dumping water on them won't do a whole lot. You're just going to have to let them burn out, essentially, right? The water could help contain it, but essentially you're let, you just have to let them burn out, you know? Kind of think about it like a wildfire, Right? You know, in the fire departments and stuff, they go out there and they have these huge wildfires. You don't see them actually putting out the wire, the, the wildfire, right? All they're trying to do is manage 
the wildfires from like burning houses and infrastructure and stuff like that, right? Think about it like that. That's kind of how it is. They're not actually trying to put out the whole fire because they cannot, right? They're just trying to manage the amount of extent of damage. And that's what you would have to do is if, if your batteries were to catch fire, you'd have to, um, you know, manage that. Now, another thing you could do is actually enclose the batteries because these batteries are not like lead-acid batteries, meaning they don't gas off. They don't have any, there's no gassing off of anything. They, you know, they're maintenance-free. You don't have to put anything in them um, as far as, you know, um, distilled water or anything like that. So you could easily um, build a enclosed enclosure just for the batteries, right? You could do it out of Duroc, um, which is a concrete um, board. Or you could even, you know, build, um, use hollow tiles and make a very secured location for these batteries. So that way, if something was to go wrong, they're contained, you know, within concrete. You know, there's so many ways that you could implement safety features just in case. Just in case, right? You know, you have to think about these things. <clears throat> excuse me so um do your research guys if you guys are planning on jumping into the lithium-ion battery game um or if you're thinking about buying tesla batteries and stuff like that um if you decide to just buy a tesla powerwall that's pre-built hey good for you right um but you're definitely paying a higher premium premium cost for that you know you could easily build a uh, more powerful or bigger battery bank or bigger capacity that you know yourself for the for the for less money than buying their prepackaged um you know uh, setup um but don't get me wrong their prepackaged setup is very nice it's very nice you know um but for us DIYers um there is a cheaper alternative um but you do have to be um cautious of the safety that you are responsible for right if you buy their prepackaged um, setup, obviously Tesla has implemented safety features within their own um, prepackaged system. Well, if you're buying the batteries out of a vehicle to use for your your um, solar system, like I have and Lou have has now, um, you are now responsible for that. Okay, you have to take that responsibility onto yourselves, and please don't be ignorant of your responsibility because it can be a very dangerous game like i really want to stress that to people you have to be safe with these batteries so especially if you have you know one battery it by itself is the same as as owning 100 of these batteries they it's the same scenario for one for all so be cautious so um it can be done i've done it others have done it Lou is doing it right now. Um, it can easily be done, but just be cautious. Be cautious, guys. And if you feel uncomfortable, like say you want to get into this and you want to you want to do something very similar, but you feel very uncomfortable about doing it yourself, then reach out to others or reach out to other people that you may know that can help you or guide you in the right direction. And if that is not the option for you, then maybe buying the pre-made package, like, you know, for example, what Tesla sells, their Powerwalls, then that might be the route for you, obviously, right? 
So, you know, it's no, it's not a cut, cut and dry scenario for everyone. You know, it took me hours and hours and days and days of research just to figure out what balancer I was going to use on my batteries. It's no joke. Like a lot of time was put into research to find out what I was going to do as far as just a balancer. Let alone everything else I have in place to help protect myself. So, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt, guys. Do your research. Don't let anyone um, influence your decision making. I am not here to influence your decision making as far as what you're going to do within your own life. All I can do is give you advice. All I can do is share my experiences. and, And along the way, try to keep it safe as possible right? Don't let anyone that you watch on YouTube influence what you do. It is absolutely very nice to be able to see different systems, see how they work, and get really good ideas if you want to build your own system, right? I think that's the the takeaway from everything is learn from everyone, implement all the little tips and tricks along the way, but do it in your own way and be safe about it. And I think you'll be very happy in the end. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. And Lou, congratulations on your 16 batteries. You got a lot, lot of power there, so be cautious, man. And for those of you that are thinking about getting into the game, like I said, be cautious. Think about your decisions. Plan things out. And um, reach out to people that have the knowledge that can help you out, okay? Because you want to think about the cost involved with all of this stuff. It's definitely not cheap Cheap if you want to go this way. Um, but there, the upside is way better than the downside as long as you're cautious about what you're doing and you plan everything from the very beginning to the very end okay so anyway guys thanks for tuning in see you guys on the next one